but the thing is, by making people do it, draw it themselves, they are going to find and they're going to put their own little stamps on it. Mm. They're going to do their own little thing and that's going to give them a great deal of pleasure. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hey, Dad. Hi, Stevie. How are you doing? I'm doing well on this beautiful day. We've got a gorgeous weather at the moment down in Broadstairs. I don't know what it's like where you are. It's lovely as well. It's great. Really nice. Really great. So what we've done recently on the website, people may have seen it by now, is that we put up the cartoons, new cartoons, 14 original Colin Bradley cartoons are up there for people to learn how to draw and colour using colouring pencils. So this week we thought we'd use that as an opportunity to talk about cartoons and drawing cartoons. So a little bit of a break from the pastel pencil side. So in your blurb, Dad, that you did about drawing cartoons, you mentioned that you did cartoons as a kid and you've always you've always grown up being inspired by cartoons. So is that mm. where is that where your sort of flair for art started from cartoons? Oh, without doubt. When I was in, I don't know what I was about, uh, eight or nine, as far as I can remember, when I first started really getting into that kind of thing. I, the comic book, really, that's what it was. It was comics books. It was yeah. comic books, yeah. Cartoon, yes, comic book cartoons, or uh, any any comic book. And I, I it, when you think about it, I, I never really read books as a child. Um, I don't think I read a book until I was, uh, oh, I don't know, 15, 16, the first actual book I read. But, but comics, I, by that time, I was an avid reader of comics. And What, what were your favourite comics? Well, I remember uh, distinctly, I remember The Eagle. Now, I'm sure people of my age would remember The Eagle. It came out and I got Number one, I got the first one. I wished I still had it. Wow, that'd be worth quite a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, but that's long gone. But I had the eagle, number one of the eagle, and I had that for quite a few years. And that was a great, that was an adventure. I wouldn't say that was, um, you know, funny cartoons particularly. It was was an adventure uh, comic, but it was amazingly popular. And then, and the Beano and the Dandy comic cuts... Uh, those are three that I can remember that I had, and I used to love them. And then we went on in the early 50s. Really, it was the American comics. We used to call them American comics. Is that they, like Marvel? You know, like. Yes, that's right. Uh, well, it was or more. DC. Cow- yes, it was. Yes, those, but it was more um, cowboys. It was, the Westerns were very, very big in the 40s and, and, the, and the 50s. And all the stars of the Westerns were all on there. Uh, So we used to collect the American comics. But what I loved about it, I think, is the way they were drawn, because they were all drawn out. There was no photographic um, system. It was just uh, the artists were drawing it. And I think as I grew up, I kind of admired the drawing side of it. And I got very interested in that, how they could... Uh, create on a, a small little box, you know, a whole story. Um, 
uh, or a part of a story. Wonderful. And that intrigued me. And then I started doing my own, and I started drawing my own cartoons. And they were very rough and ready, but I, I'd always loved drawing, as you know, and everybody knows. I, 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 was, a, I was a great uh, young artist or potential artist. I wasn't very good, but I enjoyed it. That's the main thing. And I think that's where my passion came from, Steve, because that's the key. Once you get a passion for it, you really enjoy it and love it, and you live and breathe it. Then I think it becomes a part of you. And I suppose, I remember thinking um, when I was sort of um, uh, an early teenager, I can't remember the day, I remember thinking to myself, do you know, wouldn't it be lovely uh, if one day I could do this for a living? I mean, uh, talk about um, looking in a, in, in a crystal ball. I didn't have one, but I, I remember thinking that and I, it's still clear in my mind that I, that thought came to me. Did you think at that at that stage in your life, did you think, I want to be a comic book artist? Did you ever think that mm-hmm. could be my career? Or did you just think, I'm just doing this for fun? I don't think, you know. I think there's a time where people uh, are doing something that they love and they think, oh, could this be a job? Could this be an actual job? Did you think that you could be a comic book artist, that that's actually something, a career you could go into? No, I don't think I did. I, I think probably at that, that time, I was in awe of the artist and I looked at my little feeble attempts and it was so poor I knew that there's no way that was going to happen uh, and I was a realist but that didn't stop me and at the same more or less at the same time I was also tinkled I had a piano uh, my mother and father had bought me a piano and I think this was in uh, when I was about uh, 13 14 that sort of time. And I was playing the piano badly, I've got to say. How they've ever put up with me, I just don't know. I think there's only one thing worse than a piano, and that's a violin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine someone learning a violin in your house? Uh, but anyway, I, I persevered with the piano, and I loved it. And it was, it was the same as art. I loved art, and I could do it. But I realized that I wasn't really very good. And I played the piano, and I wasn't really very good. All played by ear. I didn't uh, learn how to read music at all. Never have done. Uh, so it was all by ear. But these were the, these are pa- another passion of mine. And so it kind of worked. Um, I never thought that I was ever going to be a musician, for instance, just as I never thought I was going to be uh, a cartoonist. Right. So uh, when you, you got older, you kept obviously drawing. When did cartoon or cartooning then come back into your kind of life you know when did you start doing drawing again cartoons well i very distinctly remember that when i was at work i remember telling and in my art story i said i i worked for a men's outfitters called burton's i'm sure and people will remember that's things still still going today burton's but it was montague burton then it was a um a little bit more high it wasn't high class but it was it was uh, tailoring in those days was tailoring you had your suit made to measure, and like today when you just go and take it off the peg. But in those days, it was made to measure. So you were kind of a, a, being, you weren't just a salesman. You were there as uh, a measure upper and, a, and a, an alteration man. And so you, quite you had quite a lot of skills. Yeah, there was a lot of skills to it. And anyway, during the, um, we had, a, car, we had a, a staff room 
And there were different things, with different tens. I remember smoking was one of the things came out in those early days too. Um, it was starting to be talked about, you know, shouldn't really smoke. Um, and this was the late 50s, early 60s, this would have been. So I, I thought, well, I'll do a few cartoons and a few, few cartoons to do with um, the things that we used to talk about at the time in, in the staff room. And I used to pin them up on the notice board. And there were other things as well. Uh, anything that we used to talk about, oh, I'll do a cartoon of that. And did I they used know to that it. you used to do cartoons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the staff, well, the staff did. Uh, members of the public didn't. They no, didn't. no, but I meant the staff, yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they used to love them. They used to come up and say, what's, what's calling up to now? And, uh, and uh, as a consequence, it was, there was more point to it all. It wasn't just for me then. You know, I was doing it for other people to look at. Um, again, I, I didn't, it wasn't, they weren't great, but they were, they were watchable and lookable, you know, people could see them and they thought they were good. Learn to draw and paint online by visiting colinbradleyart.co.uk. So then, then you got into obviously a career of, of being an artist, but not cartoons. So you went down the realistic side of things oh I'd, I'd already done that i mean the cartoons really faded away and it was only when uh, i had children uh, you know um my becky and, and justin and then you and vicky that it all started to come back because you you do work for your children and i used to draw um when i say cartoons they were drawings of i remember dinosaurs was one of the things that came up at school with when justin was around so I had to do a, a, a dinosaur. And I used to draw quite a lot for you children. And so I, I kept my hand in, if you like. But when I went into painting, I'd never thought even dreamed of cartoons. Cartoons basically went out the window. Mm. I'd never thought of them again. But I always uh, remembered that they were the ones that started me off on drawing. Uh, they... Because in the cartoon, you, you can't really copy it. You've got to make it up. You've got to develop it. And uh, so there's quite a lot of freehand drawing. And I, I did draw freehand then. So I think it was freehand skills came into, into play. And I appreciated that when I started drawing proper so, and painting proper. So what made you decide to decide to bring back the cartooning side? Why did you think that suddenly... Oh, I'm I'm going to explore this again. Oh, you know, I don't know that, Steve. I really don't know. I can, I, can, uh, I know my memory isn't as good as it used to be, but I cannot remember. I remember one day I thought, you know, I, it, we were well underway with our art store by then and, and our um, our member site. And I think it was about a year ago or thereabouts when. I suddenly thought, you know, I'd like to do a cartoon. I think, I think we must have been talking at the time about sort of varying what we do. Drawing skills, we were talking about drawing skills, and that's where the life drawings came from. And I think that I then remembered that if, if we could introduce our members to cartoons, those that wanted to do it, that would help them enormously with um, their cartoon, their um, uh, drawing skills on their... Uh, pastel pencil mm. or watercolour and so on. Because what people, I think, 
probably realize now is that if you just draw a picture, let's say you, you want to draw a pencil, a, a picture in pencil, uh, that's graphite pencil, not colored pencil, just graphite pencil, and you want to draw a picture of uh, your local, one of your local scenes. What you do is you copy a photograph. And what you do if you haven't got any um, freehand or imaginative, imaginative drawing skills, which you have to have with a cartoon, if you haven't got that, what happens is you end up with a picture that's been uh, very well executed, if you've got a draftsman quality, but there's something missing in that picture. Now, what it is, it's the twiddles and twists, I call them, the kind of indescribable, in a way, um, applications to a roof or a, a, a brick wall or um, a street or a path or a pavement area or a gutter. What I'm trying to say is you, when you get things like that, as an artist copying something, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put anything in it. You'd just draw a brick wall as it is. You'd draw a gutter as it is. And it would be too clean, if you see what I mean. It would be too pat. Now, if you've got drawing skills like I had, and people will know this, and if they, we've got things coming up that they'll be able to compare it with, I can, I can introduce interesting little... Uh, what would you call them? Colin Bradley. It's like they're. It's like your influence. Quiggles. Hmm? It's like an influence that you've got. Uh, your little influence, your little blemishes, your. Yes, that's right. It, 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 you're it's getting your touch. there. It's I, your I think touch pe- to it. People know it. If they see, and, and, and they've seen things like um, the, the Welford, Welford Labour, very, very good example of that. If they looked at pathway or the, the driveway in Welford on Avon. Now, if they were a normal artist who was copying something like that, they would draw it as a pathway. They'd put lines in straight lines and they'd put a little bit of grass and so on. With me, I kind of turned that pathway into a completely different kind of atmospheric, um, difficult to describe. I think people have got to look at that to see what I'm trying to say. I think you know what I'm saying. Even in trees, even in foliage, even in thatch, even in brick walls, even in the stone wall of that, you have um, quirky bits, if you like, that aren't that don't follow a pattern, that don't follow the regular pattern that you would kind of expect. So what, what happens is then you get uh, something, a, a picture that creates atmosphere, and, you know, we talked about Impressionism in the past. Uh, well, this is what this is. is. It's just Impressionism. It's, uh, it's, it's something that I've, I see and can twist and turn my pencil to create uh, something that is very watchable and lookable. And that's connected to what we were talking about a few weeks back. How do you develop your own style? Well, that's right. That's right. Uh, this is what you're saying. It's your own stamp. And this is mm. what we see our members doing all the time you can you can you know some of our members have have done so many pictures and and shared so many pictures that you seeing you're seeing their style of painting and Mm. their impressionism on the work so they're they're taking your picture that Mm. you've done and then they're 
adding their flu few little tidbits to it and they're changing something so is this is what we're saying with the cartoons is that you can take that to one step further because mm. cartoons you have so much flexibility over what you're doing mm. you've got to make it up with a cartoon you've got to make something up and you've got to make something work uh, the last picture the last cartoon i did was nell the elephant and uh, i reviewed that last night because you told me you put the cartoons up so i looked at it and i thought colin that's good that is exactly what i would have loved to have done or seen in a in a in a cartoon years and years ago and but when you look at that you've got to, you think well what makes it good why is it good it's because i made that up most of it I, I pinched little bits here and a little pinch ideas here. This is what you do with cartoon. You, you, you pinch a little bit here and a little bit. Basically, though, the, the vast majority was made up. I, I concocted it. Mm. Now, how do you do that? Well, this is the whole idea. To try to influence people into doing things like that, which you know, I, hopefully they, they will want to do it, but and even if, and I think you've got to want to do it, because otherwise, what's, what's the point? But when you do do it, you would then see gradually the work, that, the other work you do, the pastel pencil work, even the animals, even there, I can see things in, in my animal work, which are not a run of the mill. I think people, I'm sure, they've seen enough of my work to know what I'm talking about. When they look at one of my animals, there's something about that picture, and I don't know what it is, and I've had people say this to me, I don't know what it is, there's something about it, I can't put my finger on it. And that's the bit. Mm. That's the bit that comes from these other uh, alternative mediums mm. and uh, techniques. So when people are... Uh learning to draw the cartoons by going onto the website, they can do the same thing because a couple of those uh, cartoons, we show the whole process of you of actually coming up with the idea, coming up with hmm. the, uh, the actual cartoon. So, hmm. and, and what influences you've had and, and what inspirations you've had and where you've drawn your ideas from. So if people watch those videos, they get an idea of how you compiled and made up the cartoon, but then they can take that, to one stage further for themselves so they can also change things and and manipulate things and and take what you've done and do the same thing that you did it would have been very easy for me wouldn't it when i did the when i made my little cartoon up to actually say to them yeah folks i've done uh, i've done the cartoon uh, it's a line drawing now all you've got to do is color it which i do with the pastel pencils now how easy would that have been for me but it it would have been a lot easier for me but Instead of that, I thought, no, I'm going to make people draw it themselves. I'm going to make them do it in the way I used to do it, with the little circles and squares and the planning stage and the drawing stage and the finishing stage. That's how I've always done it. it it's, it's nothing new to me. But I wanted people to do that. I wanted the members to be able to do it. If they want to do it, they've got to draw it themselves with help. They're following me. But they their their cartoons when they finish, Steve, won't be the same as mine. Mm. It can't be. If you look at the one I've done, um, with with all, most of them, in fact, when I drew it again under the camera, it was different to the original. Mm. And sometimes it was better. Yeah. I remember. I remember Gardwood. I when I did Gardog, I remember saying, "Do you know this is better than the one I've just done?" 
you could say, well, why that should happen that way because uh, you practiced it before, which I did, of course. Uh, but the thing is, by making people do it, draw it themselves, they are going to find and they're going to put their own little stamps on it. Mm. They're going to do their own little thing and that's going to give them a great deal of pleasure because they think, gosh, how did I do that? Gosh, I can do this. And once they start, they'll carry on. Mm. They'll do it and they'll start. They'll start making it. But you've got to have the, you've got to have the, the formation. You've got to have the, the kind of discipline, if you like, to actually draw it like I've done in, in four or six little boxes to start with because that gets you... I don't start a drawing like that, as people know. If they've seen the um, Douglas the Turtle, they see it. It started off as a, a tortoise flat on the ground and then I drew that. And then I thought, well, I can't do it. Like I've got to stand him up. So I stood him up and, and it was awful. I mean, and I showed people how bad it was, my first sketch. But that was really... It was a sketch. It just was scribble, scribble, scribble. But then it was started to refine, and the end product was stunning. I was so pleased with that. Try our free courses and sign up today. Visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. So what kind of transferable skills can people take from doing the cartoons into their pastel pencil and other medium work? Uh, well, the the... If they use the colouring pencil, which they, I'm sure they will do that because it is, uh, it's what I show and it's what I prefer to use rather than paint. Paint would have been a bit of a nightmare, to be honest, and you would have spoiled the, part, the cartoon. The, cart- the colouring pencil needs to be uh, used the way I do it, which is very, very painstakingly. I'm sure people, when they look at anything, oh, I can't be bothered with that. Oh, just scribble, 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 that'll do. But that won't work. The way I do it, it's it's painstakingly done, and you'll see when you when people see the cartoons being coloured, they see that I I colour it in a certain way using my little round twiddly action I mentioned. It's it's actually using the paper, which is very good. I mean, the paper we're using is a Staples uh, cartridge paper, so it's a good paper. It doesn't have little bobbles all over it, which you can get with a watercolour paper. And, and, and you would get if you were using the ongre paper as well. That's why I don't use that for that. So the skills that they'll take with them, the pastel pencils, is the control side of it. That, that is something very important. Because although the, the coloured pencils is very different to the pastel pencils, still, if they use the same ideas, and you, they would find a certain finesse with it that they can actually transfer to pastel pencils. Because when I see a lot of the members' work, which is brilliant, I mean, we, we know, and we've said it before, they are doing brilliant work. But sometimes I look at them and think, you know, you should have taken a bit more time over that. If you'd have taken a little bit more time with a little bit more patience and a little more skill, it would have turned out just slightly better than it did. And this is where people will, will, will come from. So they'll take that, that skill, definitely, will come I'm making, with the colouring pencil, the way I do that, I'm making people take them t- they take their time. And it's also a smaller scale. The picture is a smaller mm. picture, so they may feel like it's, not, it's, it's sort of okay to take your time because it's a smaller subject. Mm. Uh, and, and obviously colouring pencils, there's not the, necessarily the complexity of layering and tones no. and things like that needed. Uh, with just colouring right. pencils, so it's a kind of a good introduction as well, if anything, Absolutely. to mm. 
tones and colouring and patience, everything that you said. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 I'm quite excited about the, the whole thing. The, the people will see more colouring pens, and we're doing colouring, we're doing more colouring uh, of uh, a landscape later on in colouring pencils. So lots and lots and lots to come on the site, which will show people uh, that colouring pencil, the one I use, I mean, the, the Albrecht Dura, which is the one I actually prefer, is a very good quality pencil made by Faber-Castell. So you, you've got a guarantee behind it. And it is different to the pastel pencil, but it's still got that creaminess that... Um, the pastel pencil has so there's kind of familiarity to it when people use that is that because they're watercolor pencils is that 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 they're creamier as well yes i think probably that's that's true yes that's that's probably the truth yes they so, are do you think other people could use watercolor pencils uh, for themselves or do you think you know are other watercolor pencils going to be okay for people to use oh yes oh you can you, you can do anything with it i i would probably say that get the better ones the ones i use the faber castell ones that i use in some of the cartoons which is a, a cheaper one you can get that um it's about half the price of albrecht jura so it just shows you that there is quite a difference and you can buy those in all retailers they're a good pencil it, because it's got faber's name on it it's when you haven't got a brand name on it that you've got to be careful if you go to the pound shop, sorry, pound shop, I'm knocking you again. But if you go to the pound shop and buy uh, a set of 24 pencils for a pound, you're not really going to get the quality. So although it will work, you'll still, get, you'll still put it on. It won't turn out like you see the, the ones uh, that we use. So you don't have to pay a lot of money for them. Uh, but I do think, I agree with you. If you've got a water-soluble pencil, you probably would be better. You probably do you do better with them. Um, but polychromos pencils, which is uh, something I've never really used them. And uh, I was talking to your mum, Eileen, uh, a couple of days ago. Would you ever think about using them? I said, yeah, I probably would, you know, eventually, you know, if I found that it, we had a, a subject or we had something that the only thing that puts me off that is that I know from a professional point of view, you are supposed to use a spirit to blend with, and that doesn't really go down, sit well with me. Mm, we've t spoken about colouring pencils, yeah. the work that can be done with those before. Yeah, so. and I don't know whether we need to, though, Steve. If the Albrecht Dura do the job that they are doing really well with the cartoons and the new projects we're going to be doing, then I don't know whether I really need to go down that uh, road. Mm. Um, the colouring pencil... If you just used it as a colouring pencil, would would is adequate? Mm. You don't have to put water on them. Mm. Okay, uh, great. I think that's uh, given people a good introduction to cartoons and 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 your approach to doing the cartoons. Mm. Uh, and and also, uh, if people want to see this in action, obviously there's uh, a free cartoon tutorial, both the drawing and the colouring of uh nell the elephant so if you go to uh your youtube channel dad colin uh youtube.com slash colin 1940 um or on our website we've uh, put up a blog post uh with the videos on so if you're not a member of the website and you want to check out the cartoons head over there if you're a member you can log into the website uh, today and watch all of those 14 cartoons 
they're all available to watch. Um, not all of them are colouring tutorials as well because, well, it, it, they're fairly straightforward. If you look at the reference picture, the colours that you need, and uh, if you watch uh, some of the colouring tutorials, you'll see Dad's technique of how he does it. Yes, w- when we discussed this and said, should we colour everyone... It, with pastel pencils, it's co- totally different because you've got lots of layers and lots of techniques that you need for each um, particular subject. But with the cartoons, it's not like that at all. You can do, and people can actually choose their own colours. That's what I say. You don't have to follow the colours that I use. You can put your own in because it's only one layer or two pencils at the most you're actually putting on uh, on top of each other. Mm. So I don't think there was any need for that. Um, but people are interested to know that we are actually going to be doing more colouring of cartoons because it seems that um, YouTube, uh, um, the reaction to YouTube has been good, and uh, particularly on the colouring side. So I think we will start pursue that a bit mm. uh, and uh, so that we might do more. But really, I, I, there was no necessity, I felt. We did four and four very various, varied uh, subjects, I think people will get on. If they do have any problems, they'll, they'll get back to us. Yeah, yeah. And those cartoons are available for all-in members. So if you're on the lower tier package of just the animals or the landscapes or the portraits of still life, uh, they are for the pastel pencil uh, side only. Uh, apart from the landscapes, that gives you watercolour. But the cartoons, something, a real bonus to all in members that are getting access to those. So even more reason to sign up for uh, a yearly plan, in which case uh, you're saving a lot of money if you uh, sign up for a full year and you get access to everything. So all of that is available at colinbradleyart.co.uk. Good. All right, so we'll have some uh, more topics to discuss next week. As always, you can get in touch with us via the website. Uh, if you have a moment, it would be great if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes. It help us, helps us get discovered um, by more people and uh, spreads the message of uh, what we're achieving here at Colin Bradley Art. Okay, brilliant. So that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy your week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 